the window had been busted out and our gear, part of our gear had been stolen. Uh, there's nowhere to play up here at all. I'm sitting there kind of by myself, like waiting for my manners. And, and the mirrors, like they, the mirrors kind of like spin open like 90 degrees, like they kind of rotate open. And all these women in sexy lingerie can come walking out from behind the mirrors. I'm just well, going to throw this out there that it almost sounded like you were kind of the dark side sometimes of the scene. Just when I parted ways with monuments and say so it was a really, really desperate time of my life. At the end of it, our bass player told us, like, he just looked at us and was like, yeah, this is my last show. So, like, basically back to the beast era. Dealing with this alcohol intake and we're at a Christian festival and we're supposed to be a Christian band. I was like, man, this, this sucks. This is not a good look. Welcome back to Dark Side of the Scene. I'm Brandon, alongside Ed. Yo. What's going on? I just watched Son of Z- Sons of Anarchy for the first time today, ever, because I wanted to watch it. Well, my wife wanted to watch it with me, so we did. And like, it's no, there's no spoilers because the show's been like gone, gone done for a while. It ended in like nine years ago. Did it really? So, wow, holy shit. Yeah, we're watching True Blood. It ended nine years ago, too. <laughs> well true blood I, uh, good old show about uh, yeah. vampires and sex and <laughs> vampires and werewolves and more sex and <laughs> I guess that if you're into that kind of shit I guess so I uh, I went through my Facebook memories and I I uh I came across a old guitar pick commercial I made just for the hell of it. <laughs> Cause I, I used to be in another band that I wasn't in this band. And then like the person in the commercial, I no longer talk to that person anymore. And I was like, why? Why? Well, it's not like I could share that with him. Well, why? Well, let's see. Well, I used to be in this one band and like, it took a good chunk of my like eight years. I was in this band for a while. We didn't really go anywhere or do anything. And like a few times I kind of wanted to leave because I just wasn't happy. I was like, what am I doing with my life? And then like at one point I ended up finding a member. Like kind of, you know, to revive it, you know, another you know, new blood. Yeah. So then I found this individual. And it was it was going pretty good, like, you know, as Usually you hit it off with people and then you just become good friends with that person. And then like, then later, you know, you're just like, I don't know what, what had happened was like, I ended up seeing somebody. Right. And then like, they were kind of strange to begin with, you know, as, as you go through many strange dating and relationships. That's a topic. That's a topic. Because (laughs) And it's so then like right so then like like we hung out and then she would come to the band shows and then well, at one point i think she found interest in this other person but that person was married at the time so it's kind of weird so maybe it's me maybe i was a terrible person 
but I feel like that person, that individual dumped me to get with that person because, you know, and they were married. Yes, correct. So I feel like it was one of those, uh, he's an upgrade. I'm gonna, what do you call it? When they broken home thing, what's it called? Home, home wrecker. wrecker. Home wrecker. <laughs> now from that, I feel like they're probably thinking, well, you must be better. I'm like, no, it's, it's kind of weird because you're, you're supposed to be friends with the person. Now there was a window where you, you break up with somebody and it's like, apparently okay later to date that person. But I found that kind of weird that like, they were married you know what i mean it's it's a similar situation that i kind of went through like with a bandmate's ex was talking to me and and at the time my whole uh previous relationships uh was going out the window because of someone else's infidelities but uh Mm. so they were just talking to me and like being nice to me or whatever but it was that person was dating uh used to date someone in the band Mm. i always felt weird about it i was like i don't feel comfortable talking to this person because i'm in a band with like your ex and it we don't talk anymore (laughs) but it was just one of those things was like i didn't mind having someone to talk to but it was like was there more intentions behind it or not? I don't know. I don't think uh, there just, were. So you mean just talk? You were just they were just talking to you. Yeah, we never done anything or anything oh, like that. See, that's a little. I mean, that was respectful of you to feel that way, but like, like this was like a, a lot worse. Yeah, they got together like the. I was I wasn't mean to the person that individual, but I just kind of like how do you, how do you face that? You're just like that was supposed to be my friend. Right. And you're like, okay. So eventually that person got sick of me and left. And normally I'm pretty cool to be in a band with. I won't lie, but like, I think like it was just too weird. And like, that was basically the last straw to, for me wanting to stay in that band anyway, because I wasn't happy. And I'd got that individual thinking that should breathe new, breathe new life into that band. And then when that went down, I just wasn't happy anyway. So I was like, well, oh. so yeah, I just kind of let a little information to all of you about that whole thing. There's been so, other instances with guys I've been in bands with that have swapped girlfriends and everything, and I don't know how they do it and how they get along because it's that's weird to me. I don't know. It's totally but, weird. It's totally weird. Like, I mean, you know, it's not like I, I was sad that like she dumped me. I mean, it sucks to get dumped by somebody, you know, that's kind of not all there to begin with. So, <laughs> well, so she, dumped like, you, she dumped you that proof. She's not all there. The fine piece of Ed that she dumped. <laughs> yeah. that That's not the, that's not the thing, but like these people are supposed to be your friends and like, you know, friends don't date or mess around with their friends, bandmates, significant others. And I guess if you're no longer together, is there an open window of when they can do that? It still makes it all awkward for anyone. So anyone out there listening, don't do that. You're just going to ruin whatever band you're involved in. It always happens. I don't know yeah, if, if a, anyone out there is yeah. experiencing it and the band's been great and everything's happy to go lucky afterwards. Cool. I'd like to hear about it. But for the most part, from my experiences <laughs> and from others I've talked to, that doesn't ever happen. 
right and i i didn't think that would ever happen to me not to, to say that it was just random you know <laughs> well so yeah i just I, I just poured a little information to everybody how, how i feel about that kind of situation because i was in it yeah so, it sounds like your old bandmate's kind of a dickwad i guess so i mean i don't talk to that individual anymore it is what it is you know like so they're are they a thing i think they're married now yeah. i mean weird <laughs> right weird uh, totally weird but yeah anyone out there listening if you've got similar situations or anything else that you would like to talk about you can get a hold of us yeah, don't be that. don't be afraid to share that because I just shared that with everybody publicly and a lot of people know me so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah again uh there's things that there's a lot of things that I could talk about that I choose not to not because I don't want it to be out in public it's just I don't want this show to be about me specifically or about you specifically I wanted to hear from everyone else we don't try and make it about ourselves no so we try and keep it to where we share a little bit here and there but not a whole lot right but yeah but, anyone out there that wants to be on an episode send an email to brandon at darksideofthescene.com and we will get you scheduled for a future episode but we've got someone in waiting so we're going to bring them on in so hang tight I'd like to welcome craig to the show craig thanks for coming and talking to us hey guys thanks so much for having me on i appreciate this what no a problem what band are you from or what do you play or anything like that? A little bit so, about yourself? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I am uh, the lead guitarist and lead singer of a band called User-Friendly Killer Robots. We are out of Traverse City, Michigan. And uh, we've been playing together as a band for, oh God, something like 16 years now. Mm. So we've been, in, uh, we've been in the scene for quite a few years. Uh, we've seen some shit. We've also had some awesome victories. We've also had some just bizarre, funny things that have happened around us to us. Uh, stuff that, you know, at the time was like, what the fuck was that? And other times it's like, okay, well, that happened. Uh, but later <laughs> on, we can we can laugh about it later and stuff like that. And, you know, even the dark stuff, even the, the shitty shit that happened to us. Um, I've, I've, I've been in your town before. It's pretty cool. Oh, right on, right yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, this is, you know, it's our hometown. You know, ironically, there's not a lot of places to play. I, I for, really, uh, like, for... not not where those uh, food trucks were. There's, like, yeah, some yeah. food trucks downtown. Yeah, there. that's a great, that's a great little spot. Yeah, uh, you know, cool. yeah, um, that's actually a great hangout. I, so, to clarify, my band is a, uh, we're a metal band. Okay. <laughs> and so, uh, uh Traverse City is not uh, very uh, welcoming for metal bands, which is hilarious. That is that is hilarious because you have like a big store with a big piece of fudge on top. You think they'd be accepted to? Oh, I know. You know yeah. Anyway, anyway sorry. We're the shit eaters. <laughs> you know. Like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we, uh, you know, last last couple times we've played in Traverse City. Uh, you know, we got hired. Um, I don't. Oh, you know what it was? As I um, I got asked to play this like benefit acoustic concert thing with these these older guys, which was great. You know, I grew up and I grew up listening to you know my dad's music essentially, mm. and so we're playing a Tom Petty song, and 
you know, and he looks over at me, he's like, go for solo. And I'm like, okay. And I'm on the acoustic guitar and I'm just like, ah, well, just, you know, whatever. And I get done and everyone's looking at me and like, holy shit, dude, I didn't think you could do that on an acoustic guitar. I'm like, it's just guitar guys. (laughs) And so we, um, you know, months later I get a call from this, this lady and she's like, I heard you at this benefit show. I want to book you. And I was like, all right, cool. Uh, me or do you want to book the band? And she goes, no, no, your band. If you sound anything like your band, I'm like, well, <laughs> we're a metal band. So are you sure? She goes, oh, absolutely. I'm like, let me send you some stuff that we do. I just <laughs> want you to be absolutely sure of, of what we play. <laughs> and she goes, mm. Absolutely. And so you know, I'll wait a couple of days. I, te- I I message her back. Go. So do you listen? She goes, yep. Are you guys in? I'm like, I guess so then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so she booked us at this country bar. Uh, <laughs> and so we, oh. Um, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. So we start, you know, we, we, we get there and my bass player looks at me and, and we will look in this, this, it's a shitty bar. Um, it's that country <laughs> bar, that shitty did country he, bar. Did he say like from like the movie La Bamba, Booney to Rooney to these shit stompers? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. it was more of the uh, he was more of like the well, boys, where are we playing? Both kinds of music, country and western. And I go, oh. God, I hope he brought the chicken wire. <laughs> God oh. sakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we walked in and we're carrying my bass player's got a full bass stack and we've got you know double drums and shit like that. And I've got this massive guitar rig and we're walking in with got our own PA and the waitress comes up and we've got a hands full of equipment and she goes, You're too loud. We both we all just stop and we look at her like, excuse me? You're well, not now you're too loud, but you look too loud. If you can imagine that. So oh, we uh, we're like, oh, well, we were booked here by so-and-so. And, uh, well, we're not one to give up on a gig. But if you want us to not play, just say the word. We won't play. It's fine. She goes, <laughs> well, no, you're booked. So you got to play. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> Make that so, money. Get that money. Wasn't that much money. And <laughs> <laughs> so we... Uh, yeah, we we set we set up and we started playing and she just kept coming over to me. You're too loud. Just turn down. I need to talk to my customers. Okay. Um, yeah, it's one of those. So I mean, we've run into plenty of that. So we've just kind of basically after the third time they come over and say, You're too loud. We just pretend we're turning knobs at our amps. And then we just go back to what we're doing. And <laughs> usually it's fine. Usually. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's that's Travis City basically for us when we play. Although we have had some really cool uh, victories in Traverse City as far as you know sh- venues and stuff. Mm. Uh, there w- there is one venue I'd like to promote if you guys are okay with that. Sure, if you like it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know the the venue that we played at that was surprising uh, for us that you know we actually had a stellar crowd. Mm. We made so much money that night. Was uh, Fresh Coast Beer Works. Uh, and they, they just, they welcomed us with open arms and they're like, yeah, man, whatever you need and want drinks are on us and nice. go for it. It's like, shit. Okay. Mm. And then we had the crowd in the palm of our hands, you know, my whole motif on when it comes to vocals is I, I 
tend to put this ma- like not a literal mask, but like you know this mask of um, I'm going to be aggressive. I am the aggressive one. And so I get on the mic. I'm like, are you fuckers ready? Let's go! And like they just fucking. I mean, these people. These there's these people there that were like, I don't know. They had to be in their late seventies, but they were just fucking just stomping around. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I've yes. been to a lot of metal shows. Hell yeah, it made us feel really good actually. That's good. Yeah, yeah from hometown. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So. That anyway, so that's a, a kind of <laughs> just talking. Boo, here I am. I, no, I was gonna say, like, I have a funny Traverse City story when I was there. Oh, yeah, do tell, like, ma'am. I do will tell because you probably know that the area when I was, oh, yeah, we went, I was a uh, was a group of us, about a group of four my wife yeah. and her cousin and her, her wife. We were walking around, and I think it was August, I can't remember, but we were walking around and found that uh food truck c- oh, yeah. center thing. That, that thing's pretty cool. Uh-huh, and then yeah. we walked the other way and i don't know like if what day it was exactly because i know like it was it wasn't it was a little bit, a bit after the beast time because uh-huh. we had a hell of a time finding a restaurant to walk into the bathroom oh god I don't, yeah I, yeah so like we went to the <laughs> uh, we went up the, all the way to that kfc and they're like they, they, they weren't it was only drive through only like most of the restaurants there were drive through only oh yeah you, oh no you remember, i don't know it was a couple years ago i'm pretty sure when in that and so we were walking around and then there was this like what looked like a, a university kind of by the yep. water yep that's and the college the we walked NMC, in, yeah. we walked in the college and they were having a wedding there <laughs> oh I just walked in like we own the place just to piss it's the best piss i ever had i even grabbed a couple rolls <laughs> like i left to the Mr. and Mrs. Congratulations. Right. Like, Adios. Just, yeah, it was <laughs> it was very it was just weird times because you know you yeah. every the restaurants there were, you know. Oh yeah, the beast only. was brutal up in Traverse. It, it really sounds was. like it. And like I remember walking in the guitar store and like it was closed. I mean it was a Sunday, it's probably why, but I found Yeah, that- yeah. Traverse City is a bit of a sleepy town, to be honest. Unfortunately. It was yeah. it was happening though. Like there was a lot of stuff going on, but man, I had to piss so bad. <laughs> and he w- yeah. went to the college and had some uh <laughs> he had a pee. Well, you know what I'm talking about, so now it makes sense. Yeah, that's actually the, the what you walked into, the little context. That's actually the culinary school. And they they hold weddings there all the time. Oh. And it's funny because my brother got married there too. <laughs> Maybe that was his wedding. We cried. No, oh no, he got married last year. <laughs> oh, okay, it was last year. Nice. But that's hilarious. Walked in, rolls. Mr. and Mrs. Congratulations. I'm surprised, they didn't, I'm surprised they didn't kick us out because of the whole like the you know I mean it, we just walked in like we didn't care yeah. nobody really looked at us they just well so the the culinary students they they go in and out of that building like any day any time doesn't really matter the maritime academy's right there too so they're used to people just walking in no just, but it, it's a cool for town. whatever just, reason yeah it's a cool town because the way it's like set up it's almost like the beach like oh yeah so like, oh, yeah. it's a pretty cool town. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't see how there could be metal there, but you kind of give me a some insp- you know, yeah, <laughs> inspiration there. You know, we've been we've been digging out in that town for the last ten years, actually trying trying to make a scene because there's I I can't tell you how many just underground metal punk and just hardcore bands that are in Traverse that actually mm. have to travel outside of Traverse just to play. 
and it's just because there's really no venue there mm. for that kind of hardcore style of music and mm. And so, you know, traveling to Cadillac or Grand Rapids or uh, Lansing, Detroit, uh, yeah. some even Saginaw, Flint. I mean, I mean, you name it, just the bigger cities, bigger college towns. Uh, our biggest spot that we play at actually is in Grand Rapids. It's That's... actually a re- really cool bar down in Grand Rapids that has been has welcomed us with open arms. Um again plugging them <laughs> i feel like i feel like this is a another story from another michigan band that has the same problem that you guys yeah. can meet up halfway somewhere you know yeah yeah absolutely i mean yeah. it's just michigan's basically a big state of desolate for when it comes to music i mean we're it's a rich state for so much other stuff but when it comes to music they like their country and they like their folk music i tell you what and their and their pot and beer Oh, pot and beer, yeah, they're the bush latte. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't understand with such a rich, su- such rich diversity of weed and beer that they don't have enough me- metal venues. Or, I, or whatever, I know, or in general, I know, oh, yeah. Weird, so, yeah. this one bar we play at in Grand Rapids is called Mulligan's, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah, Mulligan's Pub, and they're like this underground punk, uh, punk, uh metal uh just rock and roll does actually they don't really care what you play as long as you as long as you're weird out there and you know the kids i say kids the (laughs) the young younger people they come in and they're like yeah fuck yeah and they don't care if they're moshing they don't care because it's a shitty shitty like dive bar style look to it but they're really really welcoming and and friendly and stuff like that to to the bands and that's something i really appreciate you know was a was the sound guy cool his name's will well <laughs> working there at the time yeah so that's a funny story about about that place is they go through sound guys like they like other bars go through waitresses oh okay Maybe yeah was the, no i i talked to hopefully we'll play there someday i got the connections we just haven't like had anything line up oh yeah before. actually you know i'm setting a show up in in may uh there Ooh. and i'm i'm looking for a band to come and play you interested what what, what look day? at us networking uh-huh, what day it is you have to let me know what day it is later <laughs> I'll, I'll email you today how's that that'll, yeah that'll work all right cool yeah. um but yeah anyway so we um uh yeah we're playing we we get to mulligans and uh we're we got asked to fill in a slot for for this other lineup and this is pop punk uh uh lineup and the venue owner or sorry the booking manager she gave them our name and said hey call these guys they're always there they're always on time and they always put on a great show Mm. she neglected to mention to them that we're metal and they're pop punk (laughs) and so okay yeah it's totally fine we get there and we're like hey we're we're the the band like oh my god thank you so much you guys saved our day i was like no problem guys no problem at all and they're like, so uh, she didn't mention what style of music you play. And both my bass player and I look at each other like, we're metal, punk metal. Because they're like, their eyes went wide, like, feeling like, oh, God. And I was like, punk metal. Punk <laughs> metal. Like, oh, that's okay. Okay, punk metal's okay. <laughs> so we opened that show for them. And we got up there and we just, we took the, we took the crowd over. We took their whole crowd over. Um, 
I got on the mic and I'm like, are you motherfuckers ready? <laughs> I want your fucking hands in the air. And everyone just like, they rushed the stage. We opened with one of our heaviest songs and we just, just lit the fireworks and it went, it went. And I mean, the other bands were staying in the um, side, side area and they're like looking at us. We could see them peek- peeking through the door and uh, we get done with our 45 minute set and we get our shit off stage real fucking fast. Cause that's kind of how that works for us yep. we get on get off as yep. fast as possible good job <laughs> yeah thank you thank you um and then um <laughs> we get we get into the back hallway where they have the load-ins and they're all just like like they're all huddled they're huddled like a like a fucking football huddle and they're and they look over and they they break like man you guys sound fucking awesome don't know how we're gonna follow that I'm like hey don't worry about us man you guys are gonna rock out don't worry about it you know cool and they did. They actually, I, I feel like that when we got up there and we, we raised that energy, the crowd was, they were ravenous. They were, and it made, I feel like it made them play a little harder. Yeah. And yeah, and it just, it, it, it felt really good because, you know, these, these guys were younger than me and, and us, you know, we're, 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 I would say a little more grizzled. <laughs> You sound like a little kid, but yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I got a higher pitch voice. That's, I, I that's... picture a wee man. I don't know what you look yeah. like, but I try to picture all these people that we talk to. I don't do okay. I told Brandon, I, Brandon, I don't do research on these people, what they look like or their bands. I just want another story, and I always try to guess what some of these people look like. And I've been off, so. <laughs> all right, you got twenty questions. Go. <laughs> no, no, that's all, that's all. I, just, I just, I picture Wee Man from Jackass. What you look like? You know you what? Said, I got Wee Man energy. That's for sure. <laughs> because, like, when you said something of early about rocking the acoustic guitar, I picture the guy that uh, died from the heroin overdose, oh. but they're famous now. Oh yeah, yeah, dead. yeah. What is that? Yeah. Is that uh Mother One Bone? No, no where a, he's like, I can play the guitar like a motherfucker. And oh, that's the, a that's a sublime. I, f- I picture you. That's what you look like. I don't know why. Oh, <laughs> do, 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 do. right. You don't look anything like that, huh? OK, anyway. Well, no. Yeah, my voice does definitely does not match my look. I am definitely a bigger boy. Let's just put it that way. That's OK. <laughs> don't mind. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I work at a. I work at a brewery and uh, I'm a oh, brewer. Yeah. And so I, uh, oh, shit. I am Bible quite a bit. And nice. yeah, that, that, that beer gut does not go away. If you keep well, drinking, so. somebody's got to test the <laughs> shit. So got to be a tester. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's part of my job. It's what I get that, paid for. That's awesome. <laughs> so it took me a long time to get to where I am, uh, you know, day job and musically for sure. But you know, uh, you guys want to hear some crazy, weird shit stories? Sure. Hell yeah. Well, why, did uh, I interrupt your last one? Sorry. Oh no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Okay. Like I said, I can I can just talk all day long. I well, can basically talk to... what what I gather is you brought the energy and you got off the fucking stage. I mean, you were like a fill in band, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And we you, we you, you, were, you were respectful to the other band and you got Absolutely. off stage and brought the you didn't bore anybody. So like that's a good sign, you know? For, yeah. Of what you guys do. So, yeah, I mean, it took us it took us 16 years to get to where we are for that kind of style, you know, like when to lay on the aggression, when to when to back off of it, when to schmooze, when to shut up and listen, you know, that kind of shit is, you know, I, I had to learn the hard way on several occasions, you know, mm. my my mouth got the better of me and we got blacklisted in a town because of it, you know, 
and mm. didn't find out till years later. And then it's like, oh, fuck. Why didn't I just, you know, shut up and just, you know, listen to what's around me kind of thing. But again, young and dumb kind of shit. And you live, you learn. Yep. So it took me a long fucking time to, to get to where I am. And, you know, a lot of hard lessons learned. Um, so nice. crazy, crazy story for you. So this is actually uh, a different band that I was in before this one. And the band was called uh, Half Stacked. And we were at this point a punk band. Mm. And we were a brand new punk band, too, right? Right out of school. And um, we got invited to play this Narcotics Anonymous party. And mm. I was like, well, that's, that's kind of weird, but all right, cool. And the mm. guy sent us over this waiver that we had to sign uh and send back and we had to fedex it back like we couldn't just like email sign it email it we had to like print it out sign it and fedex it back to this guy who lived like five minutes away from us <laughs> it's like okay can i just drop it off no 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 you have to mail it uh, okay so start doing that with our form <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah right um so anyway we um we we signed the papers and we're like all right cool uh and the papers were something like uh can't bring any alcohol no smoking pot because it's a narcotics anonymous party you know they want it's like you know stuff like that and it's like all right cool you know like it's gotta be the whole show's gonna be done by nine like this sounds pretty legit and straightforward okay no worries Mm -hmm. so we start driving you know give the address on the paperwork we start driving and i'm like wow this is way fucking far away from the guy that is organizing this well, it's way in the middle of nowhere and but fuck Egypt. I mean, it's like mm. it is just where 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 was it? It was something that, like it was just west of, or sorry, east of Manton in just a, a field somewhere <laughs> in some guy's like trailer and a big open field. And oh, in a barn. There was a barn there too. Oh. Mm. And so we yeah, we, so we pull up and and I had to, I had to pee like a motherfucker. So I I get out of the truck, I jump out, and I, I go in. I'm looking for like the porta potty because the paperwork said it was a big festival kind of thing. I'm so I'm looking for the porta potties. I'm like fuck, I got to pee like a mofo. It's wide open. You know, I would just pissed in in the door card if I if I would have known. But I I op- I go up to the house or the trailer and I knock on the door. No one answers. So I open it and there's no one there. And I I look for the bathroom and I find the bathroom. And I, it's kind of like cracked open and so I knock on it and I hear some noise in there. I'm like, well, whatever. I push it open and there's this guy, he's snorting Coke on the back of the toilet seat. And when I push the door open, he looks around and goes, oh, and he sneezes. And it's like this bloody phlegm that hits the, uh, the shower stall right there. And he, and he's like, wait, he's like, I was just, um, um, taking a piss. And he like, bum rushed past me <laughs> and so oh God. I, I was like holy shit oh this is an na party all right well i guess this is kind of the shit so i take a piss and i don't touch anything i'm like the, i better off having germs on my hands than fucking touching anything in here right uh i go back out and i'm looking for my drummer because he and i rode together and where the fuck is he i'm looking i'm looking and i see the barn and it got this paper sign that's someone who went gone to like the, the dollar store and taped together these like craft paper pieces and in really bad handwriting wrote band own bands only. 
I was like, oh God, this can't be right. And so I walk into the, I walk in the barn and it's like this hay barn. And my, I, I'm like, there are all these bands and they're all there. One guy's in the corner. He's got a crack pipe. He's, he's lighting up and smoking there. And another guy, he's, uh, you know, he's smoking a joint. He's like, what's up, brother? And I'm like, wow, this is so far from NA party. I'm really amazed that they <laughs> are doing this. Uh, just my expectations were completely blown, blown out of the water. <laughs> and then I finally find my drummer and he's backed up against uh, this hay bale. And he's, there's a sky in, in his face, like with his hands, like in his face. And he's like, got this like wide eyed, like look of, Oh shit. What did I do? Kind of thing. I'm like, Oh fuck. So I go up and, you know, I'm trying to like be calm about this. And I, and I go up behind him and I, and I hear him just as I get up there and he goes, you see this fucking ring on my hands? And my drum's like, yeah. He goes, if I take this ring off, I turn it to whale and I'll tear your fucking throat out. And he's like wide eyed looking at, at, at him. He spots me and he, and he gives me the, the, the SOS look like fucking help me, dude. Like, <laughs> I was oh trying so hard not to fucking laugh. I'm like a werewolf. Really? Well, I guess there's that many drugs here. So I guess. <laughs> so, I, go, I feel like Jet. be, yeah. <laughs> Jesse, the sound guy needs us. Let's go. I grab him by the shoulder, <laughs> Jet, and we end up playing. And you know, we're we're in, sitting in the band. I'm like, dude, do we fucking play? This is this is so fucked up. And he's like, I don't know, man. Gig's a gig, and I guess I was like, how much are we getting paid? And he goes like, fifty bucks. I'm like, oh man, I don't know if that's worth it. And he goes, dude, we're no name. We have to play. I'm like, ah, uh, okay, I guess. So we, uh, yeah, play the show, and that was uh, that was an experience for sure. Just the complete expectation blowing up. Just wow! I would have been scared <laughs> of them them stealing my shit for more drugs. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that was. I don't know why they they put it as an NA party, but yeah. It's <laughs> wow. It's weird. Yeah. Did you ever like talk to the person that booked them and be like, "What the fuck, dude"? Oh yeah, yeah. Later or on, we just took the money and run and say, ah, "I don't want to work with that person again." So know. we did, we did get paid. Uh, mm. Oh, this is the ironic part. We got paid in uh, gift cards. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that was weird as fuck. Do they have food there? Like I pictured nachos and like lemonade, but I don't. Oh, dude, know. the food there was the saddest. They, they had this kiddie pool uh, that they had huh. this like that was like two kiddie pools actually so the one kiddie pool it was a smaller one that had all like sodas and ice and stuff like that but no one was touching that and everyone had like beer everywhere kind of thing so the sodas were sitting there untouched and then there's another kiddie pool and i shit you not they had an immersion heater in the kiddie pool and they had hot dogs Uh in the kiddie pool and no one was eating them it was just like hot it looked like a turd floating in pools like it was just like gross I that was the one. food i don't i don't refuse a hot dog man come on <laughs> drink the water drink the water yeah yeah right drink the water the piss water the hot dog water no after seeing that guy you know, sneeze bloody phlegm in, in the shower so i was like oh i don't want to touch anything in this place this yeah is, that'd be a little that's awkward. gross yeah it was very awkward you know I, I learned a couple lessons on that one is, you know, always verifying the event kind of thing, you know, de- definitely vet it out. And yeah, I've definitely been approached recently too, by different other venues or 
sorry, not venues, uh, festivals saying, Hey, we heard your music online. We want you to play for us. And, you know, mm. more times than not, it's, it's predatory or it's, they just didn't do any of the research of who they were trying to book and hire. And we would have been either a misbooked or kicked off the festival without even playing because, you know, so, someone in charge would be like, who the fuck are you? And why are you here? Kind of thing. <laughs> so that's happened to us so many times of us being misbooked, i.e. the country bar. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, nice. I mean, yeah, it's just, we, we've learned our lessons, you know, to, to vet, to vet everything, you know, um, you know, some people like we have a couple buddies who do a couple house parties up here at a year kind of thing. And, mm. You know, it seems shitty from the outside, like the house parties, because it's just some guy in his house throwing a house party kind of thing. It's not right. nothing official kind of thing. But look, from the outside, it looks trashy. Beer cans everywhere, you know, cigarettes uh, everywhere and um, the uh, joints and shit like that. But I mean, you go inside, you set up and you start playing and they're all completely appreciative of what you're doing. And you're not getting paid, but you're getting free beer at least. So there's something <laughs> I mean, you know, they're buddies of mine too. So like, I know that if I say, Hey man, I really need like 200 bucks for this. Cause you know, my drummer lives in Grand Rapids and you know, he's got to drive up here and stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I just have to wait a week and get it to you. I'm like, ah, cool, man. No worries. You know, and you know, he and I've worked together quite a bit and that's something that's, you know, you vetting process you know and, and it, right. i feel like that keeps us a little humble when it comes to playing because we've played in shitty shitty situations to the point where we're like we need to get the fuck out of here <laughs> well no we got to finish our set set and then get the fuck out because we're not quitters you know so, so your current drummer lives in grand rapids correct and, and you live in traverse i live in traverse my bass that, player lives in traverse city as well so what how big of a drive that is that like it's about a two hour, two hour fifteen. Um, wow. It's Google Maps says it's two and a half hour, uh, but uh, well, us Michiganders, we like to drive fast, especially when it's a blizzard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like, how's band practice go for you when he's away? Like, do you meet, meet like once a month or? Yeah, actually, that's actually a, a good point. Um, band practice actually for us is is pretty smooth. Uh, we do about twice twice a month. Um, we. Okay usually pick a sunday and mm. uh uh so the drummer is actually my brother oh okay. um, <laughs> yeah and and so we meet up at my dad's house and my dad actually about five years ago renovated his house and made it basically into a huge studio nice music studio and so we just got all the shit set up so all we have to do is just meet there and we can just go we don't have to set equipment up which is really nice but you know for him it's about two hours 15 to get to the practice space and then uh for me and my bass player it's um uh you know a good i don't know 25 minutes to the practice space but you know we spend about i'd say eight to ten hours practicing um every you know every other sunday and it works because you know when we do play a show you know with the com overwhelming comments i hear from people is that we're incredibly tight and well um we, we our chemistry shows on stage kind of thing and we we cover each other quite nicely kind of yeah. thing so and it's just diligence keeping up the practice you know we're we're always writing new songs well i should say i'm always writing new songs and then 
I'm bringing the skeletons of those songs to the guys and we just, you know, beat out the new stuff until it resembles something cool kind of thing. So nice. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's a, that was a weird story about the, uh, NA party. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that's ever happened to me, but there could have been any bar or venue that maybe Brandon and I, in our that... respective, on our respective <laughs> bands, somebody's probably doing smack and we're, we don't even know it. So, Oh, you know, right, 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 right. No, if they were, I usually knew. Yeah. I don't want, <laughs> I don't, that's always the drummer. <laughs> I usually in, don't in always, case it was. Yeah, I, I usually try to stay oblivious. Like I'm an innocent kid. It's like, I saw nothing. I won't say nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, You're super looking, safe with me, kid. I'm looking through old, like, uh, flyers from, one of my previous bands because we played a festival quote unquote up in michigan and it was probably going to be 13 years ago and oh it was during the summer and we weren't aware when we got up there we're like is this it It was like a driveway and it ended up being just a house and there's like a garage and then there's just like a shitload of people and we're like uh fuck is you this? said th- 13 years ago yeah we're about to Michigan. When That's was what I was trying to figure out. I don't see an old flyer for, but I know we drove for several hours to get to it. And oh, you know what? It might be the 13 years ago. The some guy's house in a driveway was a big, long dirt road. I really don't remember. It's been so long ago. I just remember oh, okay. we, we played really late and it was actually a decent time. But the, the only thing I really remember about the show was one of the bands that we used to play with were named Virus and they were there which they weren't huh. even on the flyer. We don't know why they were there, but they showed up and they played uh. too. <laughs> they probably broke up because of the beast. This was way before the beast. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, they're, 13 years. They're, they're time travelers. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> they're about uh, 10 years before the beast. Oh, okay. No, we, uh, so we played up there. 2013. Got it. No, so it was, it was 2010. 2010. Okay. Yeah. And then oh, uh, 2010. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the summer of, 20 2010 it had to have been but yeah we drove all the way up there and <laughs> it was just a garage and i mean we played i think like we drove all this fucking way we played but the thing that it reminds me the most of the whole situation was they had a porta pot out there and i went in to take a piss uh-huh. and i came back out and our drummer had already been in there and i was like man the toilet in there was so nasty I was like i just like good thing I just pissed in that little side thing on the there. He got all serious. He's like, "You took a piss in the hand washing station?" I was oh, like, no, "No, I pissed in the urinal thing." I was like, "Please tell me you picked up that fucking cake, that a uh, mothball cake, and used it as soap." He's oh. like, no, "No, no, no, I didn't." We're like, "You fucking did. You washed your hands in that fucking thing." <laughs> oh no! And then he got all fucking defensive and mad at us because that's oh, that's no. how he was, but no. We made fun of him so bad over Dude, I, I don't like porta potties. Like, like I, I, I could probably count my hands how many times I took a dump one. I peed in many of them, but like, yeah, <laughs> I only took a dump in it because I had an upset stomach. I got like food poison from Taco Bell. We won't talk about that, but like, <laughs> I always think of that movie like, is it trolls or gremlins? Not oh, gremlins. yeah, uh-huh. ghoulies. 
ghoulies yeah when they're they're at the fair and they take it oh, over and the one dude right. hides in the trailer and there's one in the toilet and like at the end like i don't know if it goes up his ass or bites him oh, but like yeah. i always think i always think of that there's a ghoulie <laughs> in a porta potty under that blue water if it's blue sometimes uh-huh just like so, gird up buddy gotta gotta do it gotta dump gotta dump just gird up I, just do I it can't. <laughs> i can't dude my body will go in like my my body goes in stage fright i'll run my in my profession, I have no choice but to go to a porta pod because sometimes if I'm out oh, on a, yeah, on a job, there's really no shitter anywhere else around. Uh-huh. So, so I have uh-huh. no choice. And then yeah. the worst, the worst thing and the grossest thing ever is when that water splashes back. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh! That's a dirty Poseidon if I've ever seen one. <laughs> and it's just like it's it's awful. It's like the most oh. defeaty thing ever. I hate having to take a shit in one of those things, and when you do, and the water splashes, it's like instant oh. cringe and want to vomit. <laughs> Uh, you instantly want to go home take a shower right yeah <laughs> baby wipe take a baby wipe the size of a blanket oh god to be honest i used to drive i still have some of the truck but i usually drive around with like baby wipes in my vehicle just in case oh yeah that's a that's an old trick that's an old trick of, of touring actually is carry yeah. baby wipes with you i mean yeah. yes how many times did i've shit in the woods between gigs <laughs> Oh, and Literally. having baby wipes is just, I mean, without that, you get swamp ass so bad and especially <laughs> up on stage and you're, you're trying to rock out hardcore, but the only thing that's on your mind is God, my ass hurts. <laughs> oh Yeah. Wow. yeah. An old, an old uh, touring trick. You know, I watch a lot of uh, touring videos from like the big guys, you not know, the Pantera kind of like, one. That'll make you, that'll put you in jail. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Not that one. I'm, I'm talking more of like, uh, uh, the one where, uh, who's, who's the guy's name? He's a, he's a, a roadie who works for a bunch of other famous bands. And he did a, uh, here's something you need to put in your road gear kit. And I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. And I saw this mm. about like, oh, six years ago or something like that. And mm. we started running around Michigan, um, and sometimes actually in, uh, Illinois and Indiana. And, uh, I always carry this kit with me and God has saved my, saved my ass so many times, quite literally sometimes too, Yeah, <laughs> you know, having Tums, having baby wipes, having, uh, what was the other, oh, uh, believe it or not floss, not for your teeth. That's for something completely different. <laughs> mm. no, <laughs> I won't get be handy strangling a strangling a venue an owner that didn't pay you yep exactly no, anyway. oh yeah so speaking of uh, shitty uh venue people sure, <laughs> you guys sure. Want to, yeah sure. right kind of all the whole point of this podcast um yeah so we actually actually it's not a venue guy it's a, a promoter um i won't mention his name uh i won't name drop him but let's just say he is a piece of human garbage um he contacted us and he goes i got the spot it's a a national act is coming and i need an opening band all right cool here's our uh musical contract this is how much we you know need and he goes no no that's not how this works at all you get you guys have to sell tickets and um give me the proceeds for it i'm like okay well what do you get and he goes exposure i was like that's not how that fucking works, dude. He goes, Hate it is exposure. how it works. Yeah. Exposure, my ass. I like how he put it. He said proceeds. Like, this ain't charity either, motherfucker. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck exposure. And so we were going to say no to this fucking gig, except it wasn't Traverse City. 
and we were starting to build up a fan base in Traverse City. Mm. And it's like we had to weigh the the issue of like, well, do we say no? And then all our fans go to this national act in Traverse and then, you know, DM us later. Why weren't you guys there kind of thing? Because we've we've been making waves in Traverse for for a minute here. Mm. And so we weighed that against the whole quote unquote. Does this first name start with a C? Yes. Okay, it's the same guy that does the stuff down in Indianapolis. I guarantee he's out of Chicago. But yeah, go uh, ahead. Sorry. I don't, maybe he's out of Chicago. Yeah. Uh, last time he told me he was out of Saginaw, but maybe. Yeah. Hmm. If we're I'll, talking about the same guy, we'll talk about <laughs> it off air. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, I, I call him up one day. You know, he's like, "Yeah, I." I here's some tickets and he gives me like 10 tickets to sell. And he's like, sell Wait, that. Is his, sorry. Is his last name C? No, his last name is R. Okay. never mind. Anyway, go on. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, it's a, can I get an R? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So we, uh, you know, he gives us, he mails me 10 tickets to sell. And I was like, dude, this, the quota that you had us end up selling for these, for the show you didn't mail us enough tickets, first and foremost. Second of all, every single time I talk to you, I'm getting more and more pissed off. And my bass player, he's, you know, he's trying to be the peacekeeper. He's like, come on, man, come on. It's our hometown. If it wasn't our hometown, we could tell this guy to fuck off. I'm like, I know. I want to tell him to fuck off right now. <laughs> he's like, right. we can't, dude. We just, we can't. I'm like, fine. So I call him up. I'm like, dude, you only sent us 10 tickets. He goes, yeah, 10 tickets. I'm like, you need us to sell 20 tickets. He goes, yeah. I'm like, 10 does not equal 20. Make it enough. Math is, <laughs> math is hard for Saginaw people, huh? <laughs> I could be a dick sometimes. No, let's, let's be real. I can be a dick most of the time. Um, so I, I talked to the, you know, and he, he's like, you just got to sell them. I'm like, dude, you're not listening to me. I need, 10 more tickets. Did you sell them all? Yes, dude. They're all sold. I need more <laughs> tickets. What is wrong with you? Are you not hearing what I'm saying? Can you not hear the words coming out of my mouth? And right. and so he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I'll be up there to promote the show. It's going to be a fucking banger. I'm like, all right, cool. Bring the tickets. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I will. I will. I will. Okay, cool. And he hangs up. And then... uh so I'm waiting. The guy was supposed to be up there, up in Traverse in like two days. I call him again, goes to voicemail. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know. This is going to be fucking weird. Either we're going to show up and he's going to kick us off and we're just going to keep that 10 ticket money because fuck this guy. Um, finally, I, I get, I was talking to uh, one of the other bands who were playing with us and um he calls me up. He's like, Hey, have you heard from him? I'm like, no, have you? He's like, no, I'm getting real fucking pissed off. I'm like, uh-huh. Been there. Uh, hmm. <laughs> he goes, all right, cool. Well, I got to call him. He calls him. Somehow he gets through to this guy and he goes, he calls me up and he goes, he says he left him at the UPS store. I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you, why? Why would he leave him at the fucking UPS store? Why didn't he just call me up and have me meet him somewhere so I can grab the fucking tickets? He's like, you're close. Why don't you go grab him? I'm like, all right, I'll go grab him. I had to pay $12.95 to get the tickets from the UPS store. 
Was he trying to ship them to you when he was that lazy? Yeah, uh. he, he didn't ship them to me. He was in Traverse City. He dropped off a bunch of these shitty little mini flyers, <laughs> went to the UPS store, dropped the tickets off to the UPS store and with my name on it so I could pick it up. And then they and then they charged me twelve ninety five to pick up the tickets that I still had to sell and give him the fucking money for. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Wow, I was so pissed. He's part of whole... KFC. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. fuck, fuck that KFC. <laughs> well, let me go piss anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we sell the rest of our tickets and we sell out actually because our fans are like, "Yeah, you're opening for a national act." I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool." You know, but then the inside, I'm like, I'm fuming. I'm just fucking fuming on the inside, Mm. you know, but trying to keep a nice face for all the, you know, our people around here. So we get to the show and, you know, the guy was like super adamant that we had to be at a very specific certain time that we had to be there with everybody, the equipment unloaded in the Mm -hmm. street. I'm like, all right, guys, we're not unloading the equipment. We're going to keep it in the car. We're going to go and see what's up. We're We're the first band up. Uh, we prefer it that way because this is our i already feel this being a shit show and so we we get there to the venue here in tc and we uh there's the 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 national act is there at the venue and they've got their trailer in front they got equipment now and they're loading in i'm looking at it going why the fuck are they loading in right now it's a small place it's small stage there's nowhere to hold that equipment what the fuck is going on I go in there and there's this douche nozzle and he's on his phone. He's got his flat cap sideways. He thinks he's the next slim shady. Oh, it's bad. Uh, Yeah. And he, he's like, Hey man, what's up? I'm like, Hey, I'm Craig from UKR. What the fuck, man? Aren't we supposed to be going on stage? And he goes, what? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're just sound checking real fast and they'll be off stage. I'm like, they're closing the show. Why are they sound checking right now? He's like, well, that's how it's done. I'm like, not in small town TC. That's not how it's done. It's a small, shitty Mackie PA. And, you know, I've played off this PA for many years here. It takes the guy like five minutes to sound check. He just gets levels and he sound checks as he goes. It's a shit show when it's not a shit show. Let's put it that way. Because, right. no, 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 that's not how it's done. I promise you, this will go smooth as, as silk. I'm like, fuck, whatever. Well, we're here. He's like, your equipment unloaded? I'm like, nope. And it won't be until we're going ready to go on stage because it's going right from the truck to the stage. And he was like, all right, amateurs. <laughs> I was ready to fucking fist fight this guy. I was ready to fucking just... Technically, like, well, they most shows, they do it backwards. Like, the last person goes... Yeah. Through, yeah. And then yeah, then, like, yeah. On, a bi- on a big stage, though. Right. You know? And they... And the, at a national show or like a they festival, probably yeah. wanted it that way maybe maybe he didn't tell you so it's obviously he's bad at communication that's probably what they wanted like the right oh, the touring yeah. band the big band always sound checks before hand at least right. in my experiences because they are their the big band so they get to have the best sound and everyone else gets fucked absolutely here's the shitty part about that whole thing though <laughs> is as soon as they were done sound checking they had to tear all their shit down and put it back in the fucking trailer so everyone else could sign up. Oh my god! <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> most places, yeah, most places just like the, you know they do the back line and you're just kind of setting up in front of them and right you like like one foot of space to move. <laughs> That's what I was expecting, but right. uh, honestly, they had the stage full and then they had the front of the stage full and they had like the secondary stage they put up like a riser 
And then instead of, so the owner of this bar, I won't name the owner or the bar. Uh, he, he bolted the tables down to the dance floor. So the tables can't move off the dance floor. So there is literally limited space. <laughs> Just there is no room, period. It's <laughs> I tell the guy, yeah. like, this is fucking stupid. They're going to have to tear down anyway. No, they won't. And so like, all right. So we're waiting for our time slot. Our time slot comes and goes. The show still hasn't started. This this promoter's getting antsy and and just like Ugh, you know just shitty with everybody. And he comes and he's like, "Why aren't you guys up there playing?" I'm like, "Because they are still sound checking, and there's Ugh. no way we can get our shit up there." And so he's like, "Fine, I'm gonna go talk to their sound guy." I was like, "Okay." So the venue has their sound guy, and actually, I I worked with this sound guy, the local sound guy, quite a bit, and he's actually a really good sound guy. Um, mm. He's really good at making shit work with with basically nothing, yeah. um, which is like gold around this town. Um, so anyway, he um, goes up there and he starts yelling at the sound guy. And he's like, I need this shit off the stage right now. The show starts in 20 minutes. And the guy's like, calm the fuck down. The show waits for us. And I'm just looking, I'm looking at my bass player and my drummer. I'm like, guys, this is so fucking stupid. They locked the fucking doors to the place and everyone was standing outside waiting. And this was in the middle of January um, 2019 on a Sunday night, mind you. So it's like people are like, what the fuck's going on? They want to get in, watch a show and then go home because they got fucking day jobs and shit to go to. Finally, we get on stage. We rush in. We get our shit set up. The sound guy and I had a chat earlier. I'm like, all right, listen, we got three mics, three vocal mics. Get them set up off the side, you know, put them on the on the snake, and we'll just do the rest. He's like, cool, you guys are awesome. We got in, set up. We did a we did a quick two minute like you know levels check, and then we were like, okay, let's go. Like we were just fucking ready to go. They opened the doors. The crowd's streaming in. That was actually the cool part about the show. They opened the doors. They came running in like it was like an old school uh, arena show kind of thing. I was like, oh, that's, this was really cool. Yeah. And we we have this uh, sample pad that we we hit the and it, uh, we hit the sample pad and it um it plays like an electronic intro and you give me like I don't know probably fifteen seconds to do a little bit of preemptive crowd work kind of thing on the microphone, you know, and I. <laughs> uh, mm. Let's just say some of the tables got ripped up off the floor and later on the floor had to be replaced because of us. It was glorious. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm a, yeah. I'm a devious motherfucker, but well, yeah, I guess like, played, yeah. yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, you was all that pent up energy because of dipshit, you know, like, oh, yeah. 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 And we, and we use it to our advantage, man. We got the crowd fucking going. I mean, nice tables were ripped up i mean it was just the bartenders were fucking headbanging right behind the bar kind of thing and people are just screaming drinks are being thrown i mean it was like old school rowdy kind of shit right and we get up we get off stage like we, we go we play we do the crowd work we get up we hustle our shit off the stage my truck's parked out back i you know, we throw it all in the truck and we were back inside before the other band has even started to think about putting shit up you know and that's you know, it's like that was really cool. Like I was really proud of us for getting in, doing our shit and getting out. And so we're, we stayed to watch the other band, the crowd's rowdy, they're chanting, they're like, ah, they're screaming. <laughs> and the next band gets up uh, on stage and you know, the, it was, they're a really good band, but that like the promoter just totally misbooked everybody. 
completely different styles of music. And we had the crowd so riled up and they get up there and they start playing uh, Leonard Skinner. And the crowd just what they have you ever felt a room just deflate in front of you? That was just that. And it was like, like, oh, we get on every stage. time I play. Yeah, me too. Oh, no. <laughs> no oh, no. Yeah, no, we uh, yeah, we just we were sitting there watching them and the whole cr- the, the crowd just deflated and people just started walking out the door on the band. I felt so <laughs> bad for the band. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. But then here's the kicker of this whole night. The promoter put his own band on there. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Everybody left for his band because that's a, I would call it pseudo Lincoln Park. Like a, like a shitty Lincoln Park. <laughs> yeah. It was really bad. Was he the singer? Oh, he was the no. He was the rapper. He had another guy who was a singer slash rapper, and oh. then he had they, he had two guitarists, uh, and he had a drummer, and then he had they had a laptop on stage, and like he had the laptop in front of him, and he's bouncing around. He's like, "You all ready for this?" And the the bar's empty at this point because everybody fucking left. What is that? <laughs> so it reminds me of the band that like was from Saginaw, and I always see like a funny video about them. Oh, they uh, have a guy like it's like they have two singers. One's like screaming, and the other one's like also singing, but he's not really rapping. It's probably not so, the same band, anyway. It might be the same band actually, because I saw uh, a couple videos like that, and it might be the same. They're, band. they're under like an overpass, and he's like, "Oh, it, that's that's the band." No. Yeah. No. He's like, <laughs> he's like, take my hand, bitch. Yeah, that's the no, band. No, no, fuck no, it can't be that band. Yeah, no, it's that band. you have to send me the video. Oh my god, dude, <laughs> it's that band. Oh my it's that god, guy. it's that guy, the guy who who uh runs that band. He's the promoter and he's he's a shitbag. Um, yeah, shit uh, yeah, he's a shitbag. Uh, but anyway, so. He's up there. He's like, you all ready for this? Like, he was just trying to pump nobody. Like, everyone that was there was just the band or the other bands, right? And uh, the national band, they were nowhere to be found. They, I think they went across the street to the other bar. Because <laughs> I'm oh, like, wow. fuck this shit. Uh, yeah. And so he's trying to pump this non-existent crowd. And um, he hits the space bar on his laptop. And the sound coming off of it is so bad. It's like this distorted. It was like over like those shitty computer speakers that you overdrive them. It was like that. Um, and it was like an intro with guitars, acoustics, and like it was like backing tracks, essentially, right? And the whole band's just kind of sitting there waiting. And they're waiting. And he's rapping. The other guy is rapping right along with him, trying to hype. You know, he's hype rapping kind of thing. Uh and it gets to like the song is going on for like three and a half minutes. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, wow, this is bizarre. Cause the other guys, the two guitarists and the drummer are just sitting there waiting. Mm. And then the, there's a swell from the laptop, but you can't hear it because it's so shitty and crackling. Uh, it goes, Whoop! and then they jump into like this, like 30 second, like this frantic thing. And the guy, the guy tries to scream on the microphone and he just like he goes Rah! <laughs> quite literally he goes Rah! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, 
I about shit myself. I, I was laughing I the, so hard. I, I'm still picturing this band. I don't. I I just sent Brandon the video, but I don't know what the real names are. I I have to look it up again. I'll e- I'll email you the names. Uh, <laughs> the video says two cops running a teen metalcore band. <laughs> <laughs> when you're done, you have to listen to that. When we're done, yeah, I will. I will. I will. Not, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Brand Brandon's never seen it, but you probably will not stop laughing anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I he got a, he got on the mic and he went wah! It was like that weird like Kermit the Frog kind of scream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because like yeah. I always tag my cousin in it because he looks like one of the singers and he's like I go Willie is that you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just yeah. I, I just heard the word sagging on. I'm like, uh, how does that sound familiar? But. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, my bass player is actually from Saginaw. Uh, oh. Not originally, but he lived there for many years. And you know, he was telling me when we got introduced to this guy for the first time, he's like, "Man, they're all just out to get themselves, and that's it. They're they're all shitty people." <laughs> I was like, "Damn, dude." He goes, "Trust me, I lived there for ten years. I know." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> does that make you a shitty person?" He goes, "Fuck off." <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So uh, you know, just. Yeah, so anyway, this guy, he goes for a, a loud scream, and it's just this Kermit the Frog gargling bullshit, and the whole band does like, this 30-second, like, thrashy metal part, which was actually pretty cool. Like, that 30 seconds was actually pretty cool, minus the Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he, um, yeah, and he gets done, and the band kind of does that dead stop where everything, like, just, you know, symbols choke, you know, and everyone's like, like that, and they're waiting for the crowd to go, whoa, but it's like crickets nobody does a thing and and this guy he gets on the mic he's like thank you all so much it's a it's a a blessing to be here this song goes out too and he says something else that's in the kermit the frog voice (laughs) again (laughs) and he hits his laptop again yeah and it's just this fuzzy just like crackly thing comes out of the laptop again and the band just fucking sits there fucking waiting waiting for their time to come in oh, and the, the chorus comes around and they play the chorus, you know, and it's more of like that, uh, butt rock kind of chorus. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, and then they, it, they do their, uh, they come out of it and, and then they just like, they stop. And it's like the laptops taking care of all the drumming during the verses and shit like that. It's like, what the fuck is this actually? <laughs> Yeah, and so they got done. Nobody was there for it. Uh, the national act got up, and they start. And then they national act started re-sound checking, like month. <laughs> like <laughs> shaking my head. Like I'm so happy that we played first because if I had to follow any of that bullshit, I would have just lost my shit. <laughs> just like fuck those guys. But the national act got up and. You know, we act, we all the bands got together. We tried to make some noise for these guys because I could I could tell that these guys were not having fun being in this you know little little town with nobody in a bar playing for this shitty promoter kind of thing. Mm. And so we tried to make some noise. And he's like, "Trevor City, you're lucky we're here." I was like, "Wow, that's huh? huh. Okay, <laughs> right. way to be humble." Yeah. <laughs> so. You've been the presence of good. Yeah. <laughs> nobody clapped for them. Like the the national act, nobody clapped for them at all. And it was just like it felt terrible because it felt like I felt for my buddy who is the second band playing, you know, he's totally misbooked. Totally misbooked. And he mm. shouldn't have been there in the first place. But 
you know, he said he racked out and had fun and, you know, he didn't care if the crowd was there or not. And I was like, okay, man, whatever you think, whatever you say, but I'm sorry because we literally stole the show. So was the national it. band a bigger band or are they just a band that's on tour? So <laughs> you don't have to they, say the name. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, no. So what it was is uh, the, the band um, itself uh, got this special guest singer to be on tour with them. The singer is from a, like a, a national Grammy winning band. And so the, the, the singer put them on his circuit essentially. And then, you know, they got a hold of some independent promoters and they played all these shows around Michigan and I watched some of their shows, their live shows and stuff like that. And, you know, some of the shows were good. I got to give them credit. You know, they do, they do put on a show. They have a light guy, they have a sound guy and stuff like that. But I can't imagine how expensive it is to pay those fuckers to, to do this for this. Basically, it's a no-name national act, essentially. You know, you, you can search them up on YouTube. They got one video and they haven't done anything else. The, the guy singing for them. You know, he hasn't done anything noteworthy since the 80s. Let's just put it that way. Huh. And so, like, they're a national band in the very loosest terminology. So, like, did they, were they cool? Like, did, were they nice to you or did, did you even talk to them? Or, well, so yeah, actually, after they, after they got off stage and we sat in the bar next door until probably about five o'clock in the morning. Uh, I know the the owner of that bar, and you know, I was like, "Hey, man, let, can, can you let us stay?" And, you know, these guys they don't they don't have to go anywhere till tomorrow, and they don't have a room here. Can they stay till five and and put their uh, bus driver up in a hotel room? He's like, "Yeah, fuck it, stay." <laughs> so we hmm. sat up all night, fucking drinking. Um, they drank Crown like fish. Gross. I was I was uh-huh. I was amazed at how much Crown they went through. I just, I just, I just drank beer, you know, like I didn't want to be shitty. And, but they were like, they're telling stories about being on the road um, with before they got the singer to join them. Uh, and I was, so I, I took the guitar player. So I'm like, so this is your band then? And he goes, yeah, yeah. I started this band. I'm like, All right, cool. How do you know the singer? And he goes, Oh, I went to high school with him. I'm like, Oh, no shit. And he goes, yeah. Went to high school with him. And then he got famous. And then he wasn't doing anything in the in the early 2000s. And I just kind of contacted him like, hey, man, you want to sing? He said, fuck you. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> that was how that story started. Nice. I'm like, so, but he's obviously here. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, I, I finally convinced him that we're going to, you know, do this big tour. I'm like, well, welcome to the big tour. I kind of like put my arms out wide, me being a dick, obviously. And he starts laughing. He's like, yeah, I know. This is kind of a shitty show, isn't it? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, the wow. the um, the promoter was sitting right there with us too, and we were just fucking ragging on him the whole time. At one point, he had enough, and he got up and he got up in my face, and he's like, "Fucking just stupid, wasted, drunk." I mean, he could barely stand. It smelled like he shit himself. I mean, it was just like bad. And, and so he gets was he like, "Rah!" Oh wait, or that was the other guy. Or... Yeah. Yeah, well, the promote no, the promoter that was him, the guy who did the frog voice. That oh, was him and his band. I, right. you know, maybe this is my opinion about this whole thing, but like, 
if you're promoting a show and like your job is to promote the show, don't put your fucking band on there unless you're making a show with your band, like, and you know what exactly it's going to be. No, that's a dick. That's a dick clout move right there. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to have all these small bands and then there's my band. Uh, like even the flyers, I mean, I, the flyers were fucking just ridiculous. It had, it had all the bands in small print on the left side (laughs) And it had one picture of the national act. It was actually the picture of the singer and it was tiny. And then on the other half of the poster was a big spread of his band underneath the overpass with his band logo. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. I see. I see where this is, you know, like my opinion about that. Maybe, maybe it's wrong. And, but I feel that, you know, if you're promoting a show or running a festival or running a national band, don't put your fucking band on there. You know, just like fucking do your job. I would feel guilty, like if I. No, I'm not a promoter, but like if I put my band on something like that, I would actually. Me personally, right. I wouldn't do that. I would just feel like I know that's a pretty shitty thing to do. We Ed, Ed and I talked about this earlier. It was an old flyer from a show that we played like three years ago. It came up in my Facebook memories. Oh yeah. Out of all the bands that were on that show, my band was the only band that has been around for several years. And we released an album. We had, we played a lot of shows and they put us at the very bottom of the flyer. And most people don't care about, I don't really care about shit like that, but one of the, the band that booked the show, it was their first show ever. And they had okay. themselves towards the top of the flyer and they played prime spot in there. They had us open. And okay. I honestly prefer to open because it means we get more time to set up and Yeah, exactly. I am right there with you on that one. Because we always either opened up or ended up having to play last. And I prefer to open rather than play last, but right. But anyways, it. yeah. Sorry. I just found it like just in my memories, I said something that I realized like it's almost like disrespectful in a sense, like the one band around there that people might have actually have heard of and you put us at the very bottom and made us open because you newer bands are more superior apparently right 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 to me it's just more of a noob type thing it is it absolutely is you know like Hmm. for instance the show that we're building in may we're so the the uh venue mulligans asked us to build a show Mm -hmm. so they're the venue and stuff like that and unfortunately bands have to promote and you know it's kind of one of those diy kind of concepts and stuff like that yeah, and that's yeah i so, saw the the contract yep okay cool yeah, yeah um anyway so we uh you know we uh we're, we have to build the show and usually what we do is i get on i get on you know messenger i find all the the people that i need to talk to you know and I'm like hey you know this is a show I'm giving you guys first pick. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to open middle or last? You know, like I don't care. I could play either one fine by me. You guys are helping me out by playing on this show, you know, so we don't have to play three hours, which we have, (laughs) we have played three hours before and it's rough. Right. Especially with metal. Um, But you know, for the, you know, these guys, you know, whoever we get on our show, they're helping us out. You know, we want to give them as much respect and as much, you know, clout as possible and stuff like that. And usually, and the, I love the community, the, the, the underground community um, of bands down here or in Michigan re- in reality, because when it comes down to it, 
uh, you know, I, I say, hey, I'm putting a show together, and usually I get bands going, yeah, we'll play. I'm like, cool, cool. You know, first come, first serve, and and then they, um, you know, usually somebody from one band goes, hey, I do flyers for a living. You want me to do a flyer? I'm like, if you want to, go ahead, man. You know, like, and yeah. I always put it, you know, perfectly clear that you know, anything we do as a group, I'm not personally paying anybody. So if they expect to get paid for making a flyer promoting you know i make it crystal clear up front like hey listen this is this is what's what you know i know that you may want to do a flyer but you want to get paid for it well then i'll do the flyer you may not like it so you know sorry you that's know but that's, yeah yeah it's i've made same. a i've made a flyer for a band and i'm like i didn't ask for money i just want to do it just to at least partake and helping the show get together you know right yeah and usually a, a three-band show like mulligans is like you know usually we put all the bands in like the top but i've played shows i've actually built shows for like 12 to 18 bands over the course of like three days and you know my band obviously is part of that that list you know but it's also made perfectly clear to everyone there i'm like hey i don't expect special treatment just because i organize a show and get everyone together the venue right. asked me to do it kind of thing right whereas yeah if i i've built shows before with um a buddy of mine uh, when we were in high school he had this band um uh what is it called tomorrow's heroes and um and he's like, man, I just need, we need a venue. I'm like, cool. I got a venue. I'll, I'll book you, you know? And he's like, cool. You guys playing? I'm like, no, this is your show. You know, I, I did the, the advertising and stuff like that. And, you know, I got a little bit of money off that too, because I made, I made it perfectly clear to these guys, you know, like I'm not playing, I'm working for you guys. So I'm going to get a little bit of the proceeds from the door. Yeah. Kind of thing. It was like the tickets were five bucks at the door kind of thing. Uh, another five if you want a beer kind of thing. We got a, we had a keg and solo. We, you bought a solo cup kind of thing um, for <laughs> posterity. <clears throat> we were over age. <laughs> sure. Mm -hmm. uh, barely. Are you eating um, a bologna sandwich? I hear you eating. Oh, sorry. 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 No, it's okay. I just want to know what you're eating. A Tic Tac. <laughs> I forget people, I'm not talking. People still eat those? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a bit of an old school guy. Right. But yeah, so um, you know, we um we uh we we I, I booked the show for these guys and um you know I booked two other bands with them. I had them close the slot out and you know we had beer flowing and every ticket and every purchase I got one dollar and the bands got four kind of thing, and we just made it abundantly clear right off the get. Mm. and um you know they were all cool with it you know, and stuff like that but in the end like even my portion like it was such a good night that i gave half of my portion back to the bands because they did such a good job and i was kind of dipping my hands and fingers into the uh idea of maybe starting my own production company essentially i, I didn't know what i wanted to do with my life at this point and i'm like well i'm good at music and i'm good at talking maybe I could combine those two. So I tried my hand at it and then I definitely stepped into some shit <laughs> dealing with people like uh, the promoter that we dealt with at, for the national show that we played at. And so, you know, people telling you that's not how it's done in the industry. 
learn kid, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, all right, fuck you, dude. You know, I, I think it's, you know, people like me and, and you guys even who are just like, you know, we're tired of the, of the scene as is, and we want, we want better. So why not we just make it better ourselves with the understanding that we're in it together kind of thing, because this whole out, out to get, everyone else just so you can rise up and be the number one guy that's no fun right i mean and yeah I, it's just... and i bring it up all the time that we lost several several years of music because of the beast and like oh yeah we decided well not, not, not me personally some people still decided that they're still gonna act the way they are i'm like yeah. come on dude come yeah. on you did you weren't you weren't shit when the beast was here how don't act the way you did the, the, right I'm, i mean i'm not targeting a specific person or whatever just well, I, no, act, I, I the actor yeah. shitting on other people for for entertainment purposes should should be should have been done with but it's probably never gonna ever cease the way well true are. and you actually yeah. something that since the beast uh has been through here and through the nation and stuff with, and, and affected the whole scene yeah. what we've noticed is uh you know the shitty venues that don't really got didn't really have any lights before the beast but after the beast are still hiring bands those venues are now coming to light with their predatory practices like uh you know uh, charging a 20 percent upfront merch fee uh i don't know if you heard about that that's bullshit <laughs> the on the merch the merch fee or the yeah yeah they call it they call it a um oh yeah, yeah, it's you know venues would do, especially like touring bands and stuff like that, because you know touring bands, a lot of them don't make a lot of money. Their money comes actually from merch sales mm-hmm. more than anything else. You know, they're they're they get paid basically to break even to play the show, and then so, whatever they sell at the show is anything profit. Well, sometimes they don't even get paid to break even at a show. Sometimes you know the bands relying. But some of these shitty venues that are around all around the country, um, I have a buddy in LA that actually uh, is that is a, t- a touring solo artist. He's an he's a jazz musician, and he was telling me about like even the jazz community. These venues will charge a twenty percent merch fee, merchandising handling fee, they call it. I didn't and know jazz sh- sells merch, but that's funny. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's that's a thing. Yeah. Not a lot. Not a lot of jazz sells merch. In fact, the merch that they sell is CDs or sometimes vinyls, and that's it. No shirts, mm. no hats. You know, none of like you know what wow. the, the metal bands do. Yeah. And so, what they these venues do is they count up all the merch. And they you have to bring in an itemized inventory of your merch. They total it up and they take 20% and they go, okay, you owe it before you can even set foot in the store. You owe us this much money for the merch fee. I, I assume any, any every jazz player has a deep smoky voice. Like that's some jive Turkey shit. You ain't playing. My stuff. <laughs> I just assume every, every, like no matter what color a jazz person is, they all talk like a smooth smoky, like that's some bullshit. <laughs> That's even the piano player sounds like he's had like 20 <laughs> cigarettes like, right it's in my vinyls <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry go on it's all right no it's it's like you know that it since the beast has has been around you know it's brought to light these shitty practices yeah for for these venues and promoters and people who are just trying to get one up on each other right 
and maybe this is me preaching and i apologize if this is too preachy but i have to say it um as musicians as as independent music makers and promoters and trying diyers and stuff like that we have to stick together when it comes to playing our music and bring it putting it out there i mean online is great and stuff like that but there's something magical about playing in front of these uh, these crowds that get that just you know the energy that they bring and then that you feed off the energy and then you pump energy back into them and it becomes this reciprocating just amalgamation of just awesomeness and that's something to live for as a musician kind of yeah. thing. And it's like we as musicians have to stick together. We just do. I mean, it's it, it, it's stupid not to because, you know, we are still dealing with the after effects of the beast. We really mm-hmm. are. Yeah. I mean, there's just. Yeah. So sorry about the preach, but that's I had no, to say. I it. mean, you're just, <laughs> you know, you hit the nail on the head. I feel the same way. Like there's just there should be no reason for this craziness i mean i mean we got inflation it's bad enough a lot of people don't have the money to go out to shows as often as they want to and ourselves we live in the good old midwest where like all it is is more work than more fun Uh uh-huh like yeah because you know like our you know i know people that work in the rvs trailer factories like Uh they want to go to shows but they can't because they don't really get vacation days and they don't want to miss their job and staying out late i mean you'd have to be pretty brave so it's like designed as a default that we're just kind of all work, barely any play unless it's the weekend kind of absolutely area. I mean, I don't know about Michigan, but like, you know, like that's how I feel Indiana is. It's literally just a the our state should be shaped like an RV because that's all that matters apparently. <laughs> you know, but like <laughs> yeah, it's and yeah. like I noticed a lot of I don't know how many huge venues are around you aside from like Grand Rapids, but like a lot of tours pass up indiana because they just i don't know maybe they can't pony up the money or just the bands yeah. realize, oh, fuck that state i'm completely i'm not saying every, every right we got fort right. wayne fort wayne thank well, yeah. god bless well, you but like right yeah it's it's definitely a it's a well, sad the big state thing, yeah. yeah the big thing in michigan about the uh, about big touring venues and stuff like that is really the casinos they're the only things that have been keeping up on those big tour dates, and now they're exploding. I heard a, I heard a radio advertisement um, today as I was driving to work, and um, Clutch is is coming to Soaring Eagle Casino or something like that. And I was like, wow, the days when when you know if you had to play if you had to play a casino gig back in the day, that was a shitty gig. Because people don't care. They're there. They're putting coins in slots. They're like, I just, huh. yeah, I just never like pictured like concerts to be at a casinos other than like a guy that like sings like Wayne Newton or, yeah, he's that guy with that, it's not unusual to be loved. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd assume it's all lounge bands. But, Rick, like, Rick Astley or, uh, yeah, what's up? Like, what's he get? Whoa. <laughs> no, like the, the most shocker. Well, I'm not going to say shocked because like Hammond would get like Judas Priest and Slayer. And then like recently I went to a Merciful Fate at oh, the casino nice. in gary and it's like a hard rock casino so it's very strange but like like that is kind of different i mean i'd go there again yeah. but it, it, it I, the correlation of like upside down crosses and like casino i know right does not make sense but whatever i went to the show kind of hilarious it is hilarious i think <laughs> brett michaels was doing like casino stuff 
around here at some point. I could have swore I seen like a sign or something with him on it there, playing Ew. like some casino. <laughs> I, you know he, what? I'm he not deserves surprised. the dive bars. He deserves the dive bars. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, hey, speaking of dive bars, you guys want to hear a funny story? Sure. <laughs> Tell me if I'm talking too much. I, I will shut yeah. up. No, <laughs> All right, cool. So we're, we're in this, this really cool dive bar, and I don't know if they're still around, uh, but it was cool. Um, it was like your legit dive bar. Um, we show up and play this bar called Rockies. I don't think they're around anymore. We show up and this waitress has a legit cigarette hanging out of her mouth lit. I mean, this is like, you know, this is last two years ago. Like, so, you know, smoking in bars hasn't been a thing for a long time. Right. She's sitting there just smoking away, you know, and she's like, what do you want? And she had like the lot lizard voice. And I love her. Her name was Marge. I shit you not. Her name was Marge. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what do you want? And I was like, uh, we're, we're with the band and we're going to play. She's like, ah, out back. And I'm like, out back outside. And she's like, no, 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 out back. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we go, we go back and it's like this like corridor hallway. Right. And then there's like this little space underneath like this spiral staircase, like a metal, like fire spiral staircase kind of thing. And there's a microphone stand, like there's a microphone sitting there. I'm like, really? <laughs> this is it? She goes, Yep, that's where the bands play. I'm like, You have a lot of bands play here? Every day, honey. What do you want? I'm like, What I want to play. She goes, No, no, to drink, moron. What do you want? I'm like, uh, what do you got? She goes, I'll get you the special. She just walks away. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> she comes back with a, with a fucking picture of PBR. I'm like, oh, thank God. Something not, you know, it's PBR at least. It's not like, you know, piss or anything. Because right. <laughs> we when we walked in, it was like, you picture a dive bar on TV, right? You've got the, the, the white collar guy head down with a shot glass full of vodka. And he's basically snoring. He wakes up oh, and he... Take, looks at the shot, takes a shot, and goes right back to sleep on the bar, kind of thing. <laughs> like you got that kind of guy, and, and then you got the other. You have the uh, the hasman hookers that are sitting there, kind of thing. And it's just, it's it was your traditional dive bar. I, I it's it's hard to describe it, uh, right. but it, that's what it was. But anyway, so uh, we show up, and the other band that, that invited us there, they show up, and they're like who do you want us to open for you? Do you want to open for us? And they're like, no, no, let you guys open for us. Like, cool. We set up and we were trying to, uh, we're trying to get the, the sound working. And it was this panel that looked like it had been built in the 1930s, just stuffed into a wall. And it had all these frayed, like cloth covered wires that were going to these XLR ports. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Somehow it didn't burn down. And it was working and we got to work. Oh, by the way, I have to say, I wasn't sure if anything was burning because right next to us was a uh, like burnt out deep fryer. Like it was like a deep fryer that had caught on fire and it was just sitting there on some cardboard, hadn't been taken out. And I look over at Marge and go, What's up with the deep fryer? She goes, Oh, we had a kitchen fire last night. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> Hmm. What, what the hell is this but we end up we play and like it sounded good and even the even the white collar guy he gets up and he starts banging his head a little bit he's like yeah 
I mean, when we started playing, though, the day opened the doors wide and the crowd just started kind of flowing in. It was a weird moment. You know, like, I, it, everything was lining up to be just a shitty show. And it just happened to be a really good show. And we got that band that we opened for. They asked us to come back down and play at like, the tip top. And that was a really cool venue and really cool show. And like, it just, it, we made a really good connection. I don't know what Marge is doing. I should look her up, see what she's doing. <laughs> Still smoking a pack a day. Oh, at least maybe two. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, you know, you never know what you're going to get when it comes to playing at any sort of venue. That's what, really yeah, don't. that's my mentality. Like I'll play anywhere just, just, just for the drive and the experience. I mean, like, I'm not gonna. Get oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not looking to get famous. I still got a normal job, but I, I enjoy nope. the little road trips that I do. Even if I ride by myself, or it's like an player. adventure. Yeah. You never oh, yeah. know what you're getting into. Uh, like we've been a, <laughs> like a recent bass player. I won't say his name, but he's like he doesn't listen to this. Thing. He was <laughs> like, he was like, you guys don't ride together. What the hell kind of shit's that? I'm like, it doesn't pan out. We all live in like different areas. And right. Like, some people want to get home because you know we've got a few members that have kids and they just right. rather like have a fun show, hang out with their family. And so right. like nothing wrong with that. For, yeah, for me, like I'll just drive home by myself, you know. My wife and her goes. Uh, I'll drive in the middle of the night, just kind of it's it's like a nice little alone time. You have your mind, you yeah. clear out your mind, like you know, you, you kind of you look decompress back before you get home. You decompress, you think about what you did wrong at the show, what you did right. Yeah. And sometimes you have that show where you're like, I did pretty good. And everybody was right. cool it's the memories yeah but like yeah it's like i don't know i mean yeah. i'd be nice to have like a van and we all be right but then we'd end up probably killing each other i could see that happening all of us so oh. <laughs> maybe you just gotta separate the you gotta separate some kind of personalities who knows right 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 yeah no it's you know my bass player and i we ride together to shows quite a bit because we live in the same area yeah i mean my, that my, makes sense yeah my drummer ends up driving separately and stuff like that but you know, we usually end up listening to like podcasts or, uh, you know, weird covers that maybe we should do. Or, um, you know, recently I've been trying to get my bass player into uh, audiobooks because I listen to a lot of audiobooks all the time, especially at work. And uh, <laughs> sometimes the audiobooks will be playing and he'll look over at me and goes, the fuck is this shit, dude? Put some Judas Priest on. I'm like, all right. <laughs> No, like the podcasting is again. Brandon was tell you like it's new to me because during the beast I started listening to him. I oh, yeah. had never, I never had before. My, like, I don't want to hear people talking about shit. That sounds right. dumb. And then I realized, well, I like listening to people talk. What am I talking about? So I, I ended up liking them and <laughs> finding all sorts of different ones. And you know, since I'm a gear nerd, I like stuff like that. And then yeah, it'd be interesting what kind of podcasts they do make. Like they got people having sex i guess i don't know what's the list yeah yeah whatever i mean porno yeah. cast porno yeah cast. porno cast <laughs> so is that like porno grind <laughs> no not a band there's probably there's probably a channel for that too, there but. there is a porno uh noise grinding it is a supposed genre and i was like what is it and someone it's like noises and they have like porn noises in the background like moaning and stuff i was like oh that sounds a, awful like, this is a thing <laughs> That sounds awful. Like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that, but it does. That <laughs> Anyone awful. out there that gets offended from the porno gore grind or whatever, if you have a band and you want to come on here, you can still come on here. Right. <laughs> we'll play your song. <laughs> oh. 
you know, a couple podcasts that I actually listened to. I actually, uh, when you, when I reached out, we reached out to each other uh, about doing this podcast. Uh, I downloaded your guys's podcast. I've been listening to it. It's you guys do a good job. I gotta say, uh, listen to Thanks. a lot of podcasts. <laughs> Um, but one podcast I do listen to a lot is uh, really cool. If you're a gearhead, um, it's called No Guitar Safe. Yeah, and that guy's awesome. You okay? So you listen Shout to this out guy to too. Jude Gold. Yeah, yeah I like love I, listening to the stories of the guitarists, especially the like, hired guns. Because like he's he's also funny, and cynical, and, and like he's got a funny sense of humor. Like at first, oh yeah, I'm like this guy's hilarious. So yeah, I love that thing. I don't understand yeah. the helicopter thing. I'd like to talk to that guy. He probably has a lot of interesting. Stories. Right. <laughs> yeah. Reach oh, yeah. out to him. Do a show swap with him. Yeah. Oh, you guys should. Oh, that's a that's a million dollar he's, idea right he's there. He's got a big time. He's playing for like what is he playing for right now? I think he's playing for like he's playing for um Mario Speedwagon or something like that. No, I no? think it's um Starship. He's playing for Starship. Yeah, Jefferson Starship. Yeah, he's playing for yeah. them right now. Yeah. Which I I'll be honest, I actually really like Starship. And you know, it's my dad. That. It's my dad's music. It is, you know, but I, I wish I, I could sing like that guy. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Jane, Jane. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it, I take a lot of actual uh, influence in my metal writing actually from 70s rock. I, I'm like, more like the 80s guy too. Like I'll just kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, um, if you, if you were put like a shit ton of distortion on yes, it would be like the grindiest black metalist sound out there but like they're just like they're just vibing they're gigging you know and it's like mm -hmm. that's cool but like yeah. i uh watch this guy on youtube who uh, takes a lot of stuff and puts like distortion on it and plays it. and it's like wow that <laughs> that changed the whole connotation of the song yeah. you know like uh that or uh you listen to like uh focus um <laughs> listen to that weird like organ and flute that he plays <laughs> you know but all that stuff kind of like it plays into what i'm thinking like i want to do something crazy and weird for this next intro to this next album and uh i actually recently discovered this cool thing called a carnax it's a war horn from like 3000 bc and it's like there's a guy there's a guy on youtube that plays it and it literally like raises the hair on your arms and like it it brings the emotions like deep emotions out of me and i was like whoa what is this i need it that could be a, a whole different topic about like conspiracy theories about how certain frequencies they could be used to heal but they don't tell you these things i didn't say oh that. yeah anyway. all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's another I podcast brandon has <laughs> yeah oh really nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should yeah. introduce you guys to the uh to my um my my tech my gear tech guy who does all my amp repair and stuff he is really good you have one of those man there's those those people are few and far between over here i swear uh-huh i have uh, one of those i have to travel about an hour hour and a half to his house oh well yeah i guess that's but, probably the only way you can find what is traveling far yeah but i mean He's one of those guys where you call him, he won't pick up. He waits for his answer machine. I mean, it's an old school answer machine. And you go, hey, it's me. And then he'll pick up. Like, oh, hey, hey, I was just uh, tying my shoes. He does the weirdest excuses for not picking up the phone. And I'm like, I was just uh, tying my shoes real quick. I was like, okay. Hey, you free this weekend? I need to drop an amp off. You good with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it down. Bring it down. And every once in a while, he'll, go, he'll be like, 
hey, uh, don't take M M115 down. Uh, okay, why not? Uh, there's some there's some big government stuff going on over there. I'm like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> I take I take 115 anyway because who the fuck does he know, right? <laughs> so I get there, and, you know, his guy is a conspiracy nut, like you wouldn't believe, you know, I believe in some conspiracies. I really do because it makes sense, but this guy takes it to a whole new level. Like he thinks the CIA is after him and just, it's, I need to interview him for my podcast. Yes, you do. <laughs> you absolutely do. Uh, and he can talk. If you think I can talk, he can talk. Part of the price of his, um, I, he charges not a lot for his repairs and his electronic genius. Um, he hot rodded my amp on accident, actually. He's accident. like, well, kind of he, happy he's, accident. It was a happy accident. He went through and he's like, oh, hey, I noticed a bunch of your stuff in there was about ready to fail. So I just replaced it with new parts. And I go, OK, cool. No worries. And he's like, yeah, the parts are better. And I, I um, soldered it to factory spec. So it should be all perfect from the day it got off the factory line. Like, all right, cool. And I'm expecting like, you know, a six, seven hundred dollar bill or something. And he goes, uh, it's going to cost you a little bit. I'm like, OK, how much? He goes, how does uh, 50 bucks sound? Like, Excuse me, what? 50 bucks. I'm silent for a minute. Is that OK? Yeah, it's OK. Do you want to hot run anything else while you're at it? <laughs> like, like, yeah, 50 bucks is fine. Um, you, I get there and. You know, I'm just, I, I hand him the 50 bucks. He gives me an amp and I'm there for two fucking hours because he's talking about conspiracy theories. Nice. <laughs> I feel bad for but I like, feel like anybody that puts like their hand inside a, a live wire amp might have a little. Oh, yeah. Some, some sort of like spiritual knowledge <laughs> or they're a nut because I wouldn't reach in there and try to fix something that'll electrocute the shit out of you. Oh, fuck all, that. On the name of Tone. Oh, yeah. All the name of Tone. This guy, yeah. he is an electronic genius. Um, I got all of my equipment from him and actually most of it actually. Nice. I, I play out of a 1975 crate amp. That's a combo amp, but it's cool because the combo part of the amp unplugs and I can plug it into a different amp. So I use the speaker combo for my uh, okay. dual terror head. Nice. So basically if my tubes go out in the terror, I have a backup amp just sitting right there. Yeah. And both amps are working per perfectly loud as hell um louder than most most stacks that i've i've come across be just because this guy just is a genius with hot rodding nice. and he doesn't take any claim of how he's like oh i didn't hot rod i just i made it like factory specs i'm like okay well <laughs> good job <laughs> so this guy's he's, he's a great guy um if you're in the area you email me i'll uh, I'll, I'll send you his way <laughs> Oh, that's quite a drive for me. I'm sure I'll find somebody around here closer. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm all I'm not to make the podcast nerd. I'm all axe effects because I don't want shit breaking on me and looking like an ass. Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway. I got gotcha. you. Do you play out yeah. of a uh, an effects processor? Yeah, the fractal. A fractal. Nice. Yeah, one of those. Nice. Is just it because I'm, just... I'm just because I'm fat and lazy, you know, and I don't want like people spilling beer on something or a tube going out. All that sure. Shit. It's the pedal. Sure. It's a smaller pedal version of it, and a power. Okay. Yeah. So. And do, does it go to a powered speaker cab? Uh, yeah, two twelve Port City. It doesn't weigh. Okay. It, it's pretty loud. It doesn't weigh much because again, I'm fat and lazy. I just pick. I can pick <laughs> it up with one hand. 
but it's about as loud as a 412, allegedly, because it's ported. Well, right, right, right. Yeah, allegedly. So. I like that. Quotation marks. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I, I, I still have yet to. Well, that's what the advertisement says. Maybe it's just, you know, like just like anything else that advertise it. It's probably blown out of proportion and, and full of shit, but. Right. I've, if I've enjoyed it on stage and it's small. So whatever. Right on, ah. dude. Yeah. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. I, I've been over the years, I've been trying to make my equipment footprint as small and powerful as possible because right so you can get the fuck off stage and just as fast as possible just fast like possible same yeah, yeah exactly. it's because i don't want to be i don't want to be up there just taking down my you know my full guitar stack or something i actually went around for a minute with a uh, an 812 guitar stack with a marshall head i mean i thought it was i thought it was hot shit really i was just an idiot i was just i was a dumbass for doing that because it just you know one of the cabs went out one night on the stage and I couldn't tell the fucking difference because it was so loud and powerful. It was like, <laughs> yeah. My bass player goes, Hey, I think Wyoming uh, couldn't hear you in the last song. Cause your other cab went out. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll, I'll pare down. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's, you know, I got plenty more stories. I mean, if you guys want me to keep talking, I'll keep talking, but I think we can probably wrap this up. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> like, no. get this guy no, off the air. No, for God's sakes. no, 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 it's not yeah, that. It's just we've no. been we're pushing on two hours and we try. Oh to, no, shit! Wow. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So uh, talk a little bit about the song you want to play here at the end. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you got it right. Yeah, I got it. All right. Cool. Uh, so the song's called Minute One, um, and it is off of our latest uh, release album release. UKR five. Um, and it is, uh, it's the, in my recent memory, memory is the only song I've heard, uh, currently that has, uh, engineered drum solo in it in the current decade. I know you got like Moby Dick and stuff like that, that, you know, John Bottom stuff like that, but I haven't heard a, re- uh, a musical release with a full on drum solo. And so, this one has a drum solo in it. It has a really cool uh, story behind it. Uh, it talks about my bass player's um, time in the army. He was stationed in Germany in the 80s. And it's basically, the lyrics are all about, uh, all basically all his stories that he's told me over the years of us jamming together uh, about, you know, just the bullshit that happens in being part of a, part of a, a, a unit, if you will. Um but yeah, it's uh, off UKR5. You can find our music off of uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, um, hopefully Pandora, uh, any of your uh, preferred streaming services. We're there. Uh, we have an EP on there as well uh, called One Way Ticket to Mars. Um, please take a listen. Um, if you like it, awesome. If not, you know what? Pass it on to someone who might like it. <laughs> and thank you for listening. We've been adding all the songs not all but like every time we interview someone we usually take the song and put it on the spotify playlist so that we got created for the podcast too so oh hell yeah there's a dark side of the scene spotify playlist for anyone out there listening that will feature this song and other songs from the other artists that we've interviewed oh hell yeah that's awesome thank you for doing that man appreciate that yeah not a problem we're just out there to try and help out and get smart out get the music out there yeah well oh, yeah. i uh appreciate 
you coming out and talking with us. Absolutely. Def- definitely you enjoyed your up. stories and talking with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that you. I've been to your town, so I, you know, it's cool that I have an idea of what you, you knew what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I did want to get the pizza by the river, but we didn't have time to do that. But whatever. Well, maybe next time you're in TC, uh, hit me up at the at the brewery and uh, I'll, I'll remember this. I was like, yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to close this one out, but you hang on to this call and right. uh, we'll talk to you off air. Sounds but, good. But anyone listening, if you want to be on Dark Side of the Scene, send an email to Brandon at DarkSideOfTheScene.com and we'll get you scheduled for a future episode. We're going to roll on out. So good night, everyone.